1: Good morning everyone You are listening to KEDC This is Wednesday uh, The 30th day of October in 2019 You're listening again to Red Sea Roundup I'm your host for today, Pam Marvin Our producer, director, and all-around great guy And wonderful co-host sometimes Thaddeus Romansky. Good morning, Pam. How are you? I'm awesome. I'm so happy to be back on the radio today. Um, if you have any questions today, I want to go ahead and give out our numbers. I have a beautiful guest, dear friend, one of the, the most... Um, inspirational people I've got a chance to know, Meredith Olson. She's like, no, Pam, stop, stop. Yes, I know that. But I, I feel very honored to actually have her in. She uh, has made a sacrifice for me today to be here, to be able to to share this good news about, um, gro- it's actually not signs of growth and holiness, but in... What are we talking about today? We're talking about uh, signs of uh, signs of growth in holiness. Yes, through spiritual direction. Through spiritual direction. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, before we get started, Meredith, I just really want to share my heart in in a prayer mm-hmm. to open this up for all of our listeners to kind of set the tone for today's meeting. So let us start in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, come, Holy Spirit, be with all of us here in this uh, control room. Everyone that's in their car or their homes listening to the airwaves today, uh, wherever they may be, Lord, we just ask for the blessing and graces that they need to to always turn toward the goodness in their lives, to focus on all those blessings that God has given them. And we pray that in some way today we will be able to bless them as well, to give them just pieces and signs of hope in the way they're growing in their holiness or growing in their Um, adventure that is growth and closer to Jesus. Lord Jesus, we just pray that you be with us and St. Gabriel, pray for us in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Oh, thank you. Ah, I love setting the tone that way. So I'm going to try and do that more regularly in my spot, Thaddeus, just so you know.
0: Okay, I've got that noted down, Pam. Noted. Okay, thank you.
1: Okay, so I also, we also, Meredith, do a little section on uh, the saints in this beginning, opening part. Wonderful. And I was very much inspired by yesterday's um, reflection in the Magnificat by St. Peter, say it say Peter it Chrysologos.
0: Or, or Chrysologos, we've, uh, cri- we've heard it logos. pronounced both ways.
1: Either way, okay, well... One of his—he um, is a doctor of the church, and I, I'm always drawn to the doctor of the church. They just are so succinct. And he's actually— Doctor, doctor. Oh, he's <laughs> actually known for his brevity and specificity pe- on his homiletics. Very much known for being very precise and condensed and accurate so as to keep the attention of the laity.
0: Hence the— Hence the uh, term, the name, golden, tongue. golden, golden tongued. Right. Word.
1: One of his, um, one of his quotes I have here is, "Anyone who wishes to frolic with the devil cannot rejoice with Christ." So that is from the, um, from him. One of his quotes. But one of my favorite things that he said, and it goes back to, it really struck me as being uh, part of what we're talking about today. And it's kind of like the progression of faith. And, and listen to this, because I just thought this was like beautiful. He says, and I'm going to kind of paraphrase just a little bit to make it more in our vernacular. The kingdom is brought by the word from heaven. It is received through our hearing. And it is sown by our faith. Takes root through our belief grows by hope, is diffused by the profession of our faith, it expands through virtue, and is spread out into the branches that is the body of Christ. I just thought that was just a great progression because um, the theme that I've really embraced in this last year and a half is growth in human virtue. Um, feeling like we have here at Red Sea Radio and always trying to give you every pieces of the faith, whether you're just starting out in your faith or whether you're progressing your faith. Um, we want to be able to feed you. And part of what my mission has been is to have that human virtue in the formation. But that being said, when I heard Meredith's talk the other day, uh, she gave a talk at the Regnum Chrissy Morning of Reflection on this, and it just really was like balm to my soul. It showed me those areas where I'm doing pretty good, which I had no clue. <laughs> and then it showed me those areas where, oh, yeah, I need to work on that. So I'm really happy to share that with her today, right. with her. Well, thank you again. So let's talk just a second. Well, actually, that is before I start getting into more of what Pam, talked. I got so much going on in my brain. I'm so excited about my guest today.
0: I know. I can tell. <laughs> it's palpable.
1: <sighs> I know. But it's such a great topic anyway. I want to make sure that we're getting in all our plugs for um, all the cool things going on in this area as well. Well,
0: let's start with, speaking of progress, progress for attendance at our benefit dinner has been outstanding. In fact, we are just about full to capacity. I think we have maybe three table spots left for sponsorships. Uh, There's still a few... uh, Spots where people can we can fit you in with uh, individual tickets. So if you've been um, maybe holding back to make that commitment to buy tickets or sponsor a table, maybe because you are just waiting for your personal uh, schedule or your family calendar to kind of pan out and and know what you had for November. I hope that that has uh, come to to uh, into clarity and that now you can. Go ahead and make that commitment to come to the benefit dinner on November 7th, Thursday at St. Thomas Aquinas for the Red Sea radio listening area in the Brazos Valley for KEDC. This is in the Bryan College Station, 88.5 listening area. Now, if you're hearing us in Palestine, 107.9 FM, or in Central Texas with 98.3 KYAR, and you want to come down for a, a Thanksgiving meal uh in our in our theme which is in all things give thanks and to hear uh, the chaplain of cedar break catholic retreat center father albert the bear Hass, as i've (laughs) been calling him uh, just for fun Uh, he's a franciscan friar he's going to speak to us on four attitudes of contemporary holiness one of them being Gratitude, and I see that there on your paper there, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. uh, Meredith. So that's that's fortuitous. Uh, he hasn't let slip what the other three are, um, but we know that gratitude is one of the one of the themes he's going to speak on, and Wonderful. so that that meshes very well with with our theme. And we're, we we want to give thanks for you, our donors, you, our listeners. We're the reason you're the reason that we exist because we want to strengthen your faith, we want to help you progress in holiness, and we we hope that we're helping you do that. And so please come, um, have, a, have a meal with us, some beer and wine, hear a great speaker, and decide what you can do in the next year to help uh, your local Catholic radio station stay on the air for another year and help us continue to assist others in progressing in holiness. Mm. So that's November 7th, doors open at 6.30 p.m., St. Thomas Aquinas in College Station. Be there.
1: Awesome. Well, you know, something else we have coming up, everyone. I have, most of us know this. I'm excited about it. I love All Saints Day. I truly do. Followed up by All Souls Day as well in the second. So that is just coming up just here this week, right? Mm-hmm. So, and tomorrow
0: is the Vigil of All Saints. The Vigil
1: of All Saints. That's
0: right. Also known in some quarters as Halloween.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, there is that. <laughs> I like to, I, I actually had the, the good pleasure of be, being in the Mexico on Dia de los Muertos, and it was really wonderful to see how they uh, pray for their dead. It was different than Halloween, really, you know, which Mm -hmm. is more of the all souls. But folks, now that you know, it's a Holy Day of Obligation on Friday. Um, Look in your local uh, church bulletins. Uh, I personally will be attending the 920 Mass at Christ the Good Shepherd Chapel it's both a First Friday and a Holy Day of Obligation. Uh, the school there, the high school and middle school have church, uh, have mass there during during the school hours, which is wonderful. So there's, that's the one I'm going to be attending. What about you, Meredith? You already thought that out?
2: I haven't thought that. I think there's a 7 a.m. mass at St. Thomas that morning. Oh, there is? I All right. So. Yeah. So I'll probably be there.
1: Okay. Thaddeus, is something on your radar?
0: I imagine we'll be going to uh, here at St. Mary's and College Station in the evening.
2: The 530. Probably. Right, There's lots right. of options. We are blessed. So many so masses. Oh,
0: if God. you are listening out there and you need to, to find out where your local um, Holy Day of Obligation Mass is for All Saints Day and or maybe an All Souls Day on the 2nd, you can go to org and go to the resources tab. And we've got the links to every single parish website in our listening area there for the Brazos Valley for central Texas and for sacred heart in Palestine go there. You can get your updated precise mass times. Amen. So there,
1: what a wonderful opportunity we have. We've
0: got about five minutes left in this segment. Yeah. goes fast.
1: Yes, for sure. I just wanted to, to remind people how very um, blessed we are to have such an availability of masses throughout our community and, um, there was a time in my life where where I was really struck by what if there weren't any masses, like in other parts of the country, or excuse me, other parts of the world, and, and I guess in some parts of our country as well, where they don't have mass that frequently. Folks, I really want to encourage you to appreciate it, take advantage of it, um, never take it for granted that we have such availability. Uh, I think most most of us are like I was as a convert just thought that's just how it is. That's life in America. Um, but as we see so many Christians struggling throughout the world and suffering so greatly, we it's given me a new appreciation for the Holy mass. And um, it actually inspired me to frequent the mass a little bit more and the sacrament of, of, of reconciliation as well. So never take that for granted folks. I'm just saying.
0: Yeah, you're right, Pam. And on that topic real quickly, I do have a, a note here that on November second, there is an All Souls Requiem Latin Mass happening at St. Thomas Aquinas Excellent. at 5:30 p.m. And that is one of those rare twofers in terms of you can uh, honor and, uh, and observe the All Souls Day, and it also is going to meet your your Sunday obligation as a as a that vigil is mass.
1: Rare. Wow! Yeah. So you
0: can go. Uh, you can attend that if you if you have a desire to if you love the Latin Mass or you want to to find out more about it you can do that.
2: Yes, right. it'll be a high mass and there'll be lots of incense. Yes, so if that's a problem, they did
0: note they did note mm. that there will inc- they will include incense and that can be a, mm-hmm. a, a problem for some people. Right. If
2: you've never been to one of those holy high masses, I grew up in the pre-Vatican II church, so those requiem high masses were something I was very familiar with. So for me to go, it's like a Stepping back in time. A
1: little nostalgic,
2: Yeah, we're glad that Father Albert Laforet loves that, that mm-hmm. form because it gives people an opportunity to see. And it's just, it's an experience so different from our vernacular mass. I mean, you've, you sense the awe. You sense mm. the majesty of, of God in a way you don't in English with the priest facing us. It's, right. it's different.
1: Will the scola be there as well, usually?
2: The skull. Oh. Skola.
1: The skull. Oh, yes. Oh, of oh, course. And That's that one is, of my favorite parts. Yeah,
2: absolutely. I mean, yeah. the singing of the, in
1: the Gregorian mm. chant is
2: such a, such a beautiful, beautiful sound.
1: Yes. As a matter of fact, I, um, I was reading up on Gregorian chant because they, they actually say that if you listen to it kind of on a regular basis, it does kind of lower your blood pressure and your heart oh, rate. I believe it. It has a real, mm. uh, is it ephemeral? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, very deep kind of effect on the soul so it's, it's just like God Latin. does you know yes it's, it's, well because they are singing <laughs> of God generally <laughs> yeah. right I have never seen Latin it wasn't right <laughs> so that's beautiful so if you do that's a wonderful opportunity um, and that is the high be at noon then no it's 5.30pm it's, uh, oh Yes, yeah. yeah, so it'll meet this Sunday That's why you can. that's why okay that's mm-hmm. awesome see I learned so much from you guys I am in the room with people who know what they're talking about thank you Jesus well
2: at that also just to add that Terry Lipscomb, who is so dedicated to the Holy Souls, is having um, uh, four hours of, of prayer service out at Saint Oh Saint Sebastian Saint. What is the What is the the Mission Church of Saint Anthony's Saint?
1: Oh, oh my so, God! If you know uh, the answer to this oh, question, please call. Yeah, us. I'm so
2: so oh, T- Terry would be so disappointed. I can't remember, but anyway, starts at three in the afternoon. We do the Rosary, the Chaplet, all these prayers for the Holy Souls, and then uh, Father Joseph says Mass. At seven o'clock, always at the, at the mission Mm -hmm. on the first, uh, on the first Saturday of every month.
1: Wonderful. Well, folks, um, keep listening on the other side of the break. Meredith and I will begin our discussion on the the 12 signs of growth and holiness. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about how we got to this point and how, where we got this information. We're hoping that you can join us, so stay tuned, and we hope that it blesses you. I was in the well, welcome back, everyone. You are listening to KEDC Catholic Radio 88.5 in the Brazos Valley, KYAR 98.3 FM in Central Texas, and KINF 107.9 FM in Palestine. You can call us today at 85-LOVE-RED-SEA or that is 855-683-7332. My guest this afternoon is Meredith Olson. Welcome back, Meredith. Thank you, Pam. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I'm going to tell the audience a little bit about our friendship. I was just so blessed to know you these past 10 plus years, I believe it is.
0: Can I break in before you get started, Pam? Of course. We also want to quickly say a thank you to... Monica Mize, who let us know that it's San Salvador Mission Church there in the Brazos bottom. So thank you for listening, Monica. We really appreciate you uh, getting us back on track because we don't always know what we're talking about.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much, Monica. Well, Meredith and I uh, have been at Mass together. We've been worshiping Jesus together at St. Thomas Aquinas Church for for very many years, and we um, are in Regnum Christi together. It is a lay organization that just calls us to a, a different next level, kind of more commitments, uh, more formation, I would say. Would Can you add to that, Meredith?
2: Oh, yes. I. It's just one of the growing movements in the church where uh, when people feel like Mass is beautiful. Parish activity and parish life is beautiful. But we want a path. We want sort of a, a, a way that we can daily follow Jesus in a more organized fashion, and and so come together. Um, we we feel called actually to to come into this movement, and we travel together, which is beautiful. We're accountable to each other. We have a spiritual direction. We have weekly meetings where we come and we study the gospel together, study cases together. And it's a it's a, a path to grow in holiness, and there are mm-hmm. so many out there, but this is the one that God has chosen for us,
1: for us, for sure. And I I credit Regan Chrissy with the formation, like of a next level formation, especially when it comes to all my um, my work that I have delved into with the root sin and understanding those um, ways that we fall understanding and dissecting it can then lead us to virtue, which is what we're going to talk about today. So the good news is we're going to always focus on virtue. And that's kind of what happened when she was asked to speak at a morning of reflection. What are you going to speak about, Meredith? And so how did you get the inspiration to talk about this?
2: Well, we're reading a book on the life of Edith Stein and the virtues that she embodied. And, you know, I probably many listeners know about Edith Stein, but she was a Jewish philosopher very very held in high esteem by by the Protestant and the Jewish community in pre World War II Germany and she was a professor in the university and she began to delve more quick, faithfully into you know who is who is Christ who not Christ but what is faith what is so forth and she came up with the idea that I I don't know anything without a god she had a Jewish god but she didn't have um, a Christian god so she converted to Catholicism and that wasn't even enough of a step for her then she became a Carmelite nun. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, she, her her theology and philosophy dovetail beautifully together and she, and there was a book called Embracing Edith Stein mm-hmm. written by Ann Costa and that's the book that that in Regnum Christi we're studying this year. And so listening re, reading that book I thought, well we need to talk a little bit more about prayer and how prayer is in our lives because everybody's experience of prayer is different. There's as many kinds of prayer as there are people in this world because God calls us all Mm -hmm. individually. So, so we do have a prayer life and we all work on it. And sometimes it seems very rich and sometimes it seems so dry and we wonder sometimes it's so distracted. So gosh, are we making any progress at all? Mm -hmm. Are we? And and sometimes we step back and say, I don't feel like anything's happening. So I, I reread this book and it gave 12, ways to know if you are in fact growing in holiness, if your prayer life is having some effect on your actions in your life. And I thought it would be so beautiful to, to share that with the women.
1: Well, to give you a little background, um, Meredith has been taking in a course from Divine Mercy U um, to become a, a a certified spiritual director. She's been doing spiritual direction in our community for many years now and doing a lovely job. Awesome. She's wonderful. Uh, And this Came across the desk as a book by whom? The book is by Chester
2: P. Michael, written in 2004, and it was called An Introduction to Spiritual Direction A Psychological Approach for Directors and Directees.
1: Wonderful. Well, we have 12 points to get to, so I want to get straight to them. So let's talk about the first point that they discuss all
2: right um, so according to this to, to Michael the easiest way for us to discern that we're making some progress is a growing awareness of greater gratitude to God mm. and, you know um, as I get older I find I'm, I'm grateful for everything I mean first, first of all that I get up in the morning which is great a good night's sleep the sunrise Amen. You know, I have, a, I have a toothbrush. I have fluoride
1: toothpaste. A nice so, pillow. So
2: not all of these, <laughs> there's nothing that we can't be great, grateful That's for. So true. Um, and I just feel, I remember over the years moaning about things, seeing my cup more probably half empty than half full. Mm-hmm. But now I
1: realize, you know, every day is a gift. I recently saw a little meme that said something like joy is a choice. So joy and gratitude go hand in hand. Joy is a choice. Mm. You're either focusing on your trials or you're focusing on your blessings. Choose Absolutely. joy. And that is like the gratitude aspect of it too. Absolutely. When I started to really embrace this myself, um, which you know, as humans, and we've talked about this with uh, Miranda Willachowski, that we're wired toward the negative. Mm. So it has to be a conscientious effort effort to switch that gear from focusing on the negative or the trials in your life to focusing on what you're grateful for. So that is a really great place to start uh, to increase your joy and your overall happiness, because this does come from God, all these good gifts. Absolutely. Can I
0: jump in here real quick? I don't, I don't want to, I'm not trying to correct you. I'm just more clarifying (laughs) what you said, because I'm sure people have heard it said that we're, you know, we're wired for God or we're wired for um, to follow the natural law, and I think what you are saying is that because of our concupiscence, our tendency towards sin, because of the effects of original sin, we we do all those things that you said.
1: That's that's part of it. It's also the fight or flight tendency, which yeah. is within us that was bred for our safety. Yes. So there's part of that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So gratitude. That's gra- the first abs- thing on the list. Yeah. Ab- yeah.
2: Abs- absolutely. It's it's the same reality. You know. Everything that happens to you in the day is the same; it's the reality. But you can choose to look at it as an opportunity or as a downer.
1: You know, and, yeah. and why would you do that? Right. Well, well why so do you do do. think it's so hard for people to break that habit of focusing on the negative? I, I find that to be the case in some people. That maybe it's because of limited faith. Maybe if your faith grows, you can switch over to focusing more on positive. Could be. You know, we're living in a very relativistic
2: society. And so it's about so much about me. So if I'm looking at it only from the point of view of me, I'm seeing, I can see the bad in most mm, things. If you can mm-hmm. look at it in a greater picture, if you can look at it with under the eyes of God or the under eyes of others, it's not so bad, mm-hmm. but we, we tend to just too focused on ourselves. And so therefore that's why community negative. is so important as Absolutely. well. Absolutely, yep. You
1: know, I see what uh, my difficulties are in my life, but when I look at my extended community, Um, it makes me grateful again Mm -hmm. that those are my only difficulties, you know?
2: (laughs) Yes. Yes, we're all in this together. We need to support each other. Right.
1: So gratitude, folks. The first way to increase your gratitude today is going to be be on the lookout for the good gifts that Mm -hmm. God gives you. That's absolutely right? right. Let's go to number two.
2: Number two is a growing awareness of, of, of greater trust in God. Oh, so
1: true. Mm, you know,
2: mm, mm. Like, um, more than any other teaching in the gospel, uh, Jesus insists on a blind faith and a trust in God. Now I read in the, in the Magnificat last month, uh, isn't the Magnificat awesome? Right. I mean, there's yes. so many beautiful things. My in it, spiritual but, vitamins, I call <laughs> it. <laughs> exactly. But it said that rational thinking is a wonderful gift but it can also be an obstacle Mm. in trusting the deeper wisdom that comes from God. Mm. How true. So true. You know, I sometimes... um, God calls us to do something that rationally makes no sense to us at all. So I always like to look at the example of Mother Angelica. Mm.
1: Mm -hmm. Also
2: the example of Red Sea Radio. I mean, Mother Angelica knew nothing about communications when she was called to start a radio station and finally a TV station. She knew nothing about it. But she said, all I... All I need is to take one step forward. I trust God. If this is what He's calling me to, this is what I'll do. Right. I mean, Dennis Maka, our own Dennis Maka. Thank you. In the shower, you know? (laughs) He got the inspiration. What? I'll quit my day job? (laughs) The same thing. So it's a mm -hmm. a trust. It's a a blind trust in God.
1: Well, just in a a second of a reflection on how to increase your trust, um, one of the things that really resonated with me, kind of shake me loose, was. I heard it on Red Sea Radio. I'm sorry, I don't remember who it was. That said that they believed um, part of what original sin is the loss of the trust in God. So, as humans, original sin is the complete loss of trust in God. So, as we're battling that to overcome that loss of trust, it does take an abandonment to yourself and what you desire and, you know, our little egocentric selves that we are by by our fallen nature to then every day and i believe this is an every single day prayer jesus i trust in you lord increase my trust that's a small place to start but i encourage that folks small prayer jesus i trust in you lord increase my trust we have the
2: picture of sister faustina of the divine mercy everywhere there it is written out Mm. it's almost in every church you Know for goodness in reason. our homes, Jesus. I trust in you,
1: right? Okay, number three. Number
2: three, okay, is a growing awareness of a greater intimacy with Jesus. Mm. You know, every saint I- experienced this, and but it's something that doesn't happen overnight. You know, it did to Saint Paul, okay? He was a special case, he's
1: special, for a special sure.
2: case. You know, people who thought he fell off a horse, there was no horse mentioned anywhere in, in the acts. It just we always. There's too many pictures painted with him on a horse. But anyway, he fell to the ground and it was instant. You know, and I think of also of Mother, uh, or I mean, St. Teresa, the little flower. She died at 24 and she had this great wisdom. So for her, it didn't take so long. But for most of us, it's something we work on for many, many years, you know. And it takes a committed prayer life and it it takes spiritual reading. It takes time before the Blessed Sacrament.
1: Okay. I want to interrupt you a little bit here because I've had a recent conversation about intimacy and the way I think that the way a man looks at it and the way a Mm -hmm. woman looks at it is quite differently. Um, Me personally, it really is that just a deep understanding of one another or the best I can of Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit. But I'd be interested in um, a man's point of view on what Intimacy looks like from the masculine genius, let's say.
0: I'm sorry, what I wasn't listening. What did <laughs> you say? <laughs>
1: I know, I'm putting him on the spot. So sorry. It's giving him time to think about his answer. Uh, (laughs) No, I I think that's a really good question because I've I've had an extended conversation uh, about intimacy and what it means Mm -hmm. to develop an intimate relationship with Christ. Some people are like, what? I don't understand this. Mm -hmm. Help me to understand it. Um, And when I explain it, I think it more resonates with women. But I was wondering if you could throw a little bit out there from a masculine heart, Thaddeus,
0: Um, boy, I I think I I see it, this is going to be a poor answer and it's going to be a very incomplete answer, but I think I see it, um, at work in my life primarily when, uh, I've had those moments where I don't feel like I have anywhere else to turn to or I, I lack so much, um... Confidence or belief in myself, or I just feel, you know, um, kind of at a loss.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I know that I can always, and I do, turn to the Lord in in prayer. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that comes through reading the Scripture. Sometimes it comes to um, going back and reading the. I have a great book, it's called The Wisdom of the Saints, and it's simply just a collection of um quotes and and aphorisms and anecdotes from from the Saints on and it's organized topically. Mm. And so sometimes I'll pick up that volume and and I'll look through the table of contents and think, okay, what what's which of these topics is kind of speaking to mm. where I'm at? And I'll read through and, and meditate on those um tell
1: me the name of the book one more time. It's called time. the
0: wisdom of the saints.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, I it's it, intimacy comes with vulnerability.
0: And then I try to just be I have to try to have some stillness and some quiet oh, yeah. and and try to listen. And um sometimes I don't always get something right then, but I it it may there may be a flash of inspiration or a flash mm-hmm. of um uh, the the voice of the Holy Spirit later or maybe when I'm before the tabernacle in mass that Sunday preparing for mass or when we're praying together as a family.
2: Absolutely. I mean, those are all the occasions when it would happen. You know, anytime that you open yourself up for letting the Lord come in or feeling his presence in any way, whether that's through a person or through him directly, yeah. I mean, that is a growing awareness of, of that he's in your life. You know, Mm. I, I think in many, my first years of many, for many, many years, I mean, Jesus was something I did in church, something I read about in a book, but I didn't have this sense that he was actually intimately present to me, that his love was, I just didn't feel that. I think in many Catholics too, we have so many rituals and so many rites and we say, check, we check the boxes. So we've done it, Mm -hmm. but we we don't have that relationship. The Protestants talk about that relationship all the time, and I think sometimes we didn't necessarily get it.
1: Right. But
2: as as your prayer life grows and grows, you you do get it. We might not be able to say the very minute when Jesus entered my life. No, because it's a gradual process. It is such a gradual. Like any relationship with a friend. Mm -hmm. You can have a friend casually, and then all of a sudden it becomes intimate through some exchange, something or other, and it's never the same.
0: I I think that... um for for Catholics though, and for me, I'm speaking for myself. Um, I know that in my own life, I'm being a, I know that when when my friendship with someone else has gone to an, another level, as you were saying, Fam, Pam, and I know mm-hmm. that I'm stepping more out of myself and I'm being a better friend to that friend when I decide, I am gonna go help that person with with something that they need assistance mm-hmm. with. I'm gonna I'm gonna give from my, you know, my possessions or my time or my treasure and I'm gonna give it to that person and help them that I'm going to do something for them.
1: Like love is a verb. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, I think that's the genius of Catholicism is that it says we show how much we love our lord by what we do for him mm-hmm. in our in our prayer and the way that the ways that we pray pray and the kinds of devotions that we that we take up and do regularly and do with perseverance even if we don't want to and the way that we love other people and and that's right from the scripture that's sure. right from the the great commandment um,
2: well that's another sign farther down the list of the of the 12 and I think this one, the intimacy is is talking more directly about not so much with others, but just about with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that is sitting quietly with him sometimes. Silence. Nothing's going on, you know, ostensibly nothing is going on, but there is something going on. And he's right. speaking, speaking to your heart in a, in a more intimate way. And um, I mean, it's, it is palpable sometimes. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes right. you can sit in the chapel for an hour and feel like nothing has happened. For sure. But never doubt. Right. That God isn't working on your soul.
1: And if you want to hear a little bit more about cultivate, cultivating silence in your life, go back to our archives with Sister Tatum. She had mm-hmm. a wonderful reflection on um, Cardinal Seurat's book on silence. Oh, yeah. So let's go on. let right. keep moving. The next
2: one is a more humble submission of our human will to the will of God. Now, this is tough, you know, but we begin to feel a little less resistance to carrying out God's will. And we spend less time having that debate. You know how the debate goes? Should I do this? Should I not do this? Mm. No, I shouldn't do that. I don't. I really, it's very inconvenient. I don't mm-hmm. want to do this. And so as you grow in holiness, the time that, that takes to make the decision to go with God's will is shorter.
1: Well, I think defining and, and getting a real clear essence of his will is what is the most challenging. Mm-hmm. Because so oftentimes, and I think this, everyone will understand this, we have to choose between good, good, and good. Yes, exactly. And what is it God is calling us to? Mm. And again, that's that's in the silence of your heart yes. uh, with your spiritual director or your spouse if you're married. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <But laughs> so I, I, submission to the will of God, yeah. I think that that is a great one. Um, when I see that, the opposite virtue of, or, of that or the, the vice of that is the pride. Mm-hmm. And so it's overcoming our pride in relinquishing and relinquishing in small ways of being more humble um, Jesus, I love Your will above all things. That's I think right. that's a great yeah. thing to say if you want to increase in this particular thing, this submission to God's will. Is Jesus, I love Your will above all things. Even uh-huh. as you say it, you know you're kind of biting your tongue a little bit because yeah. you in your in your mind and your will you're doing it, but your flesh is going. Eh. Absolutely, because so,
2: because doing God's will is usually—I uh, mean, it's always inconvenient. It's, right? It's, it's the narrow it, gate. <laughs> it's the narrow gate. It is doing something that is contrary to what right. you necessarily want to do. Okay. But is there always something that happens as a result of it? Yeah. Something for always sure. comes out of out of it. You know, you have an encounter with somebody that you wouldn't have if you hadn't done it. You wouldn't. It wouldn't have happened. So, you know, following those inspirations is is huge. All right. So we have to move on. Yes. Okay. Going. Well, the fifth sign is adopting a simpler lifestyle. Mm, simplicity, okay. Yeah, as we, des- we lose our desire for so many worldly goods and the sensual pleasures, they become less and less.
1: Mm, I love that. Um,
2: you know, we become content with less and we stop craving things as much as we might have before. I think, uh, and what the things we do have, we enjoy more.
1: I want to add kind of on this, and maybe there's one down the road, so you stop me if that's not it, but this mm-hmm. is like just screaming detachment to me. Mm-hmm. It's just right. detachment. That's been a huge yes. thing for me as well is what are you attached to? You know, even Jesus has said, you know, if you, 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 you need to, be able to turn away from everything, your mother, your brother, your yes. mother-in-law, you know, everything, your children, that kind of like oh. supernatural detachment, which is extraordinarily mm-hmm. hard. So uh, let's not start at the end. Let's start at the beginning. Uh Your, you know, food. Yeah, that <laughs> stuff. We, we talk about that. But you know, <laughs> those kind of little things. Yeah. So simplicity, mm-hmm. Um, quit accumulation. I think we're you know, just gluttonies for accumulation in our culture Oh, my today. gosh. You
2: know, they, they say you spend the first half of your life collecting <laughs> oh. and the second half trying to get rid of it.
1: Right. And it
2: is it is so true. Slow
1: down, folks. So if you're in the first half of your life, it, slow Stop down. already. <laughs> stop.
2: Advice from, you know, the two of us right. sitting here. Don't accumulate it because you'll right. have to figure out how to get rid of it at some point. So just don't get it in the first place. I,
1: I, didn't, I didn't learn this little rule until I was much older. You know, one thing in the house, two things yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. <laughs> going to bring something in, what are the two things you're going to let go yeah. of? I think that's something you should always consider when bringing more into the house.
2: Right. It helps people if they move a lot because they get rid of the yes. excess. Yeah, but if, you, not if you're me. in the same house for a great period of time, you know, you'd bring things in one at a time. Right. And then, my gosh, you're just overwhelmed. So, simplicity. So absolutely Wonderful. simplicity. Embrace it. You, how can you think about our Lord when you're too busy taking care of all these things that uh, become God's for you? All right. Uh, the next one is um, ever greater desire and longing longing for God Mm. and the the motivation behind this is a deeper and pure love of God and less love for ourselves apart from God. We want to be holy because that's what God wants for us.
1: Okay, so it's the desire for more longing. It's yes. not just, yes. it's like, I have a longing, but Lord, increase my longing Absolutely. for you. Oh, yeah. It's kind of a thirst. It's like mm-hmm. when Jesus said, I thirst, like Mother Teresa says. So right. we want to return that thirst. Jesus, I thirst for you. Right. I desire you more. And and when I hear that, I think about just really integrating his teachings and, and about bringing the kingdom mm-hmm. to the world. And what does that mean? Just to... To, yes, to love like Jesus, but to surrender like Mary.
2: <laughs> absolutely. Sur- yeah.
1: Absolutely. You know, mean, you look at the lives of the martyrs.
2: I mean, where were they? Of course. Mm. They longed for him so much and they wanted to be him that it, nothing that they could suffer mattered to them. They mm. had that that ter- tremendous That's union. That's amazing. And, you know, God doesn't call us all to be, you know, martyrs, but he calls us all to union with him. Absolutely, so, you know,
1: I I do think he calls us in this day and time to be what they call the white martyrs. Yes, um, you see that much more prevalent um, in our culture that when you stand up for what you believe in, especially the tenets of our Catholic faith, that we may be, you know, shamed or whatever mm-hmm. that that people say how wrong and awful we are, as a, as you know, a whole yeah. state might even boycott the state of Texas and not do business with them because we are against abortion. Right. That's crazy. That's like crazy nutso stuff. Yeah. Excuse me, but it is. Anyway. <laughs> but, but then again, that is like back to your point. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh,
2: you know, I was thinking though, for, is we get back to the idea of the martyrs and, and the idea of making dis- little sacrifices. You know, they sacrificed their lives. They sacrificed their health. They sacrificed everything. And, and if I have trouble even leaving the cream out of my coffee. I know. Mm-hmm. Or... Any so many just little things, you know, don't turn on the air conditioning on a hot day in the car when I'm only going to be driving to the grocery store. I could make that little sacrifice for souls, for my family, for anything, and how hard it is even to do those s- simple things of self-denial. So this, this point would, is self-denial? It, it, well, it is, it is both. It is growing in love for Jesus and gl- growing in love for God. And you do that by, d- by dying to yourself,
1: mm, really. Mm-hmm. Okay? Dying to yourself. Right. Turning over your will.
2: As, absolutely.
1: Mm. Okay. Good. Yeah. All right.
2: So the next point, the seventh sign is when we think more and more about God during the day, it sort of dominates our thoughts. We think of him, you know, almost every waking hour when anything happens, we, we say praise God or thank God or mm-hmm. Jesus. Your Jesus, I'm so happy. Just turning to him. Yeah. Just He's just part of your day. You know, I remember back... Uh, right after i graduated from nursing school and was working at st joes on those 12 hour shifts and of course i was i made that decision to become a nurse cuz i thought that's what god wanted me to do but i could spend those whole 12 hours running from room to room the, I I alive
0: and the again.
2: And at the end of 12 hours no i was you I you woke me up 12 hours Caring for people, and that's what my calling. So uh, I think back on that.
1: That really reminds me of kind of an imagery to help our listeners. If you have, you really are desiring this longing to be connected to God more throughout the day. Mm-hmm. The imagery that um, I've heard is like imagine yourself being tethered to heaven. So there's this string between you mm-hmm. and heaven or the Holy Spirit that keeps you in touch constantly. So it's like a heartstring, truly, that you are constantly connected. And if you start to focus on that yep. and just, it's a practice, it's uh-huh. like an exercise. So we encourage you to exercise that connectedness to Christ in your thoughts, your words, and your deeds throughout your day. So that's awesome. That's a
2: beautiful, yeah. That being tethered, being yes. on a rubber being band. tethered. You know, absolutely. Pulling, pull.
1: Okay. Um, so number eight.
2: Number eight is a greater uh, experience of peace, regardless mm. of the utter circumstances or the chaos that's surrounding you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, St. Augustine says that it, it, it this will happen if we order our lives properly. He said, he said, if you put God in the first place, others in the second place, and yourself in the third place, then the order is right. Mm. He said, you know, and then, and then, you know, we can get caught up in this "woe is me" thing,
1: but then right. that's
2: because the order is right. Who's number one? You know, I'm number one. Then,
1: right. I loved. I love what my daughter uh, Mary Hall said to me one time. We're always the hero of our own story.
2: <laughs> yes, yes, I thought that
1: is so true. Isn't that, yeah. How can we take ourselves out as the hero and put God in as yeah. the hero, right? Uh-huh. That's what we're looking for on this one.
2: Yeah. That's St. Ignatius of Loyola, you know, when he was having his crisis. He, he loved chivalry and he loved stories where he was the knight in shining armor, saving the princess and so forth. and But it, that, after he, he had that scenario, he always felt empty. Right, it just it didn't leave him with any long-lasting feelings. But then, when he started thinking about our Lord or reading the lives of the saints, afterwards he was so inspired, and that's when his conversion came about. Came about because he realized the difference between earthly chivalry and holy chivalry. Mm-hmm. So that's beautiful. Anyway, what happens is you got to get your GPS back in gear. Yes, you know? your
1: great experience of peace. That's so right. in spiritual direction. I think that's this is a big topic that we generally will talk about. Is like. And this is a great point of reflection. What pierces your peace? Mm-hmm. Beautiful legionary priest, Father Thomas Salazar, said that to us in a morning reflection 10 years ago or more. more. And that has yeah. really stuck with me. So thank you, Father Thomas. Mm-hmm. And it was what pierces your peace? And you need to examine that. What causes your anxiety? What causes you to lose your peace? Because generally, if you start to dissect it, you, there's some disorder in there. Yes. Absolutely. So I just, I you know, I really encourage our listeners that when you get anxious or you lose your peace, to take that and ponder it in prayer. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Don't get lost in the moment, you know. Think of the lo-
2: the bi- the long-term, the big picture. Exactly. You know, how important is this little issue? Because so many times, uh, the next day, you say, well, what was that about? Exactly. You know, why did I cause chaos in my family and in my life over Whatever that was, right? You know,
1: exactly. Well, let's go on to number nine.
2: Okay, number nine is: oh, you grow in a more positive attitude toward everything.
1: Ooh, positive attitude. Yep. That goes back
2: to gratitude too. That's right. Absolutely. A lot of these sort of dovetail to each other, but but they have a little bit of, of uh, delineation as well, you know. And um, what happens when you have a positive attitude? You develop so many virtues. You know, mm. you're, more, you're more patient. You're more tolerant. You become more forgiving, more gentle.
1: Um, mm. More willing to live and let live, so true. Except, yeah. In, with yeah, there's a few certain,
2: and, and a few two exceptions. Yes. <laughs> yeah, of course. And the other thing is, you recognize you become a little less rigid, mm. um, less harsh, less judgmental. Big one. Mm-hmm. Um, and we find, you know, usually if we 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 can't judge anything because you just don't know what's in somebody else's ex- experience or in their heart. And so it, when when you have a more positive attitude, you can try to find the good in, in every situation.
1: Again, focusing on the positive. And these are, again, positive attitude, um, my friends, really is more focusing on the good gifts that God's giving you in every single moment. Mm-hmm. When you're focusing on Him, you're focusing on the gratitude that we have for Him, you're going to naturally be positive, which exudes joy. Yes. And as my sweet Mother Teresa says, um, Joy is the net in which we catch souls, Absolutely. right? So we want to bring more people the good news, and that's through joy, especially in our, these day and times that we're living in right now. Right. There's so much hope and so much joy to be had. So positive attitude um, and just just do a thermometer. If you're just starting out on your journey or you're advanced, either way, start to look at your day in the sense of what can I focus on that is really good gift that God has given me today. I love that idea. Absolutely. And that comes into the examine, too. At the end of your day, as you're reflecting on your day, we do that as a family sometimes, too, where we'll say, what good gifts did God give you today? Now, with teenagers, that's really, yeah,
2: oh can boy. be very difficult yes, there's, at times. Absolutely nothing It's good more
1: either. grumpiness <laughs> than anything else. Um, God allows that, though. We have to love our teenagers. Yeah. And that's an opportunity for us parents to then um, speak what our joys are. Mm-hmm. And so I find them sometimes, I don't know, mom, what about you? And mm-hmm. so that opens the door for me to say, yeah. well, you know what? I saw this baby today mm-hmm. that reminded me of your 27 year old sister. And it just brought me so much joy. Yes, you know, little know. things like that.
2: It's true. We have to be always careful. It's a fine line between being a Pollyanna to our kids, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and speaking truth about where joy is.
1: Mm-hmm. So So true. All right.
2: Positive attitude. That's right. Number S- 10. Tenth sign is greater self control. Now, Ooh, wouldn't we uh, all like that? That's, that's, you know, and we, we're able to one. control our our tongue. I think that's always a tough one, huh? And our anger, our temper. And I think we're no longer so much the, at the mercy of urges to indulge ourselves. You know, it's really hard, you know, eat that first chocolate chip. It's really hard to not eat five. But you do learn more self-control. I don't need this, you know. Um, And also, we also learn to speak sometimes after we have thought, which is always a good one because so many times, you know, we'll blurt something out and realize, oh, I can't get that back. Right. You know, it's already out.
1: You know, I really want to pause a little bit on this one and take just a few more, a little bit more time on self-control because as as the culture watcher um, and liver that Uh I am, I've noticed that self-control is definitely something that's been thrown out with the baby in the bathwater. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the era of the 60s and 70s where feelings became king, yes. uh, self-control was said, buh-bye. Mm-hmm. And now we're kind of left to kind of clean that up a little bit. And um, so I'm interested in talking a little bit about certain things and not certain techniques or certain um, practical things that we do to help increase in self-control. OK, so while you're thinking about that, I'll and Thaddeus is thinking about that. I'll give a couple of mine. Yeah, all right. um, one of the things I read I thought was very helpful is making daily goals for yourself mm-hmm. and revisiting them. Yes. That's definitely one way. Um, another uh, I'm not sure if this is a really good one, but like not eating the first chip. I can not eat the first chip. But what about having one or two? That's mm-hmm. way harder oh, to do. Oh, much harder, much harder. I can't do Don't the even one open or two. The package. <laughs> right, but you know, where's the virtue in that? Where's uh, the growth? I'm not so sure. Uh, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Another thing is, and I I do this quite a lot when it comes to alcohol, is I always pray before I'm going into a situation where alcohol's available. I ask the blessed mother to see to please regulate my use because oftentimes it just gets it's not a choice, but it does mm-hmm. get away from us. And so I, I pray before yes. those circumstances yes. where I go uh-huh. for that kind of self-control. But I'm interested to hear if you have other. Well,
2: I, I think the main issue, the biggest issue today and for our for our kids and for us is social media. Mm. And, you know, you say, well, I'm just going to go on Facebook for 10 minutes or something. Well, then it t- 10 minutes turns into an hour. Sure.
1: Um, I call it the rabbit hole. Yes. going down the rabbit hole. I, I
2: just think it is the greatest temptation of our age. Mm. Um, you know, to, to walk through an airport when you don't see one person looking up, you just see, you think pretty soon. I think we're going to we're going to um, metamorphize so that this screen is embedded in our hand. You know, because it's it's always there. So that is the biggest to me, the biggest thing that we put need to put your phone get down is of. what you're put your phone down, put mm-hmm. your phone away. Talk to a person next to you, um, right? And I think that, that's where our, our we've lost we've really lost control.
1: A lot of, and that's part of our humanity that we're losing there. Yeah, and diving in that uh, that isolation. I think the enemy is very happy for us to Absolutely. be isolated for one another. I mm-hmm. think that's one of his plans, mm-hmm. and we do that by being engaged on our phones, whether we're yeah. at the family table, whether we're just home amongst the people that we love, or in other groups. For yeah. sure. Did and we, you have one little piece on that one before we move on to number 11? Um,
0: when I was doing Exodus 90 earlier in the year, one of the disciplines we had to adopt was no snacking in between mm. uh, meals. Mm-hmm. And that was very good for me. I didn't. I wasn't expecting that that was going to be the one that had so much spiritual fruit for me, but that, that seemed to um, just lend itself to, to my growth in temperance, my growth in Mm -hmm. perseverance Um, and helped my, helped my prayer life. That was,
2: that's amazing. Right.
1: So what I'm hearing,
2: we have to, to, I'm sorry, just when we, we give into all of our sensual bodily pleasures, whenever we have an urge for something where it, that does, that does detracts from our spiritual growth Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because we're body, mind and soul. And our soul is taking, The third place, you know, and our body's taking over. When you're full, you're you're sated, you're not growing. I mean, we need a hunger.
1: Right. Well, I wanna tie a bow on this number ten of self control by saying Put something that you can fast from. We should all be yes. fasting for the intentions of Absolutely. our Holy Mother Church yeah. and for the virtuous uh, living. So I encourage our listeners today to just pick one thing to begin to fast on a regular yes. basis for it. So number 11.
2: Yeah, Now I would just say one more thing about that. It is not about you're getting self-control for your pride. You know, I, I, I've taken this over. I'm not going to do that anymore. If it's not about a, a greater good. As you said, then it's not worth doing. Absolutely. Okay. Number eleven, okay, greater generosity in sharing with others. That would be could be money. And Thaddeus, you mentioned it already, our time, our talent, our treasure with others. Hmm. We become aware that everything we have is came from God. Therefore we're only stewards of it. It's, it's not so ours. So we and and at the end of our lives we'll have to give a very strict accounting to God of how we'd made use of everything right. we
1: had. So I love that generosity of time, uh talent, treasure.
2: Yeah, I struggle with that sometimes because even though I'm an extrovert, I do like my alone time. Mm -hmm. I like time...
1: And I don't, and that's necessary for for growth because that's where you meet Jesus, right? That's true. The Silence. So that's, don't. I'm going to get you off the hook a little ah, bit. here, not, not too much. Not too much. To go We out have of myself to go. Even hard. he, even Christ withdrew to pray. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm not
2: doing it. At, you know, in the middle of the night or early, early, early in the morning. So, mm. <laughs> so I might be called to do that as well. The and so the twelfth, the twelfth sign, is a greater willingness to change our old ways of thinking. Mm. of acting, of judging and speaking. And we're more able to see other people's points
1: of view. So change our ways of thinking,
2: thinking. thinking, Yeah. Um, For instance, you know, we can continue to grow in wisdom. We become our old habits. Sometimes stop our progress, our psychological progress, maturity, or our spiritual holiness. If we're so stuck in our ways, we can become irrelevant. If we no longer can hear anybody's point of view, you know, an example was my dad, you know, he grew up, he grew up very, very poor dirt farmer, um, but put himself through university and and through law school. So he thought he had a pretty good idea on how everything should be and how people should think because he suffered through so much
1: to become Mm -hmm. what he
2: became. So he wasn't very tolerant of anybody else's points of view. But at the end of his life, he became very, very docile to the spirit right? and died very humbly mm. and simply. So that's something we all have to be willing to expand ourselves. You know, Pope Francis is saying some things people don't like to hear at all. But I think we have to at least listen and d- digest and not just... Um, say out of hand, that's not right. You're taking the church in the wrong direction. We can't say that.
1: I really, really believe in in the times that we're living in that open dialogue and sharing each other's hearts, whether we have different points of view, we need to do that with charity and love. My my friends, we need to get back to that. Um, Listen carefully, consider that doesn't mean that you have to agree. And it doesn't mean it needs to incite you to anger. Again, use your self-control in that area. Yes. But, yes, this has all been just such an amazing thing. I, I thank you so much for coming on today and sharing all of this with us. Um, gosh, well, thank Meredith. Thank you so much for it's asking beautiful. me. beautiful. So much to digest. To I'll be posting some things on our Facebook page so you can have kind of a little bit of follow-up to, uh, to digest more of this. Um, but I appreciate you tuning in today to listening to us on KEDC, KYAR, and uh, Mercy. Until next time, go and love your neighbor. Talking, I'm alive again. No more outside looking
0: in since you woke.